Blog Talk Radio. DJ, turn it up. This my song. You should know. I, I ain't trying to fall in love, so it's time for me to go. I thought I knew i 
This is Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show, a show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Sasha Marina Show. Today I have a guest, a very special guest. Her name is Madai. And Madai, I've had the pleasure of meeting before and actually interviewing her before on the Take Flight Show with DJ Smiley and so forth. And I've seen her perform, and this is, a, like, an awesome girl, not only an awesome artist, but an awesome person at heart and so forth and a great daughter. Great daughter, I and I know this because her mom manages her, and I mean, and that explains everything right there. So, without further ado, I'm gonna welcome Madai into the show. Hello, Madai, how are you? Hey, Sasha, how are you? How are you doing today? I'm good, sweetie. Thank you so much for taking time and being on my show today. No problem. Always excited to be part of anything that talks about art and that's. Basically, a key for anybody that wants to show their what their music or what their art is. So, you know, since your show is all about that, showing what's going on, that's why I'm excited to be on your show. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. So, tell me more about the song we just heard, Blame It on the Music. I know that's your latest track that you're trying to push. It's featured by um, David Rush. How did that collaboration go for you? Well, David Rush and I know each other through the Mr. 305 and Label, which I used to be owned by Mr. Worldwide Pitbull himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, we sat, we established a really good relationship. We always wanted to work together. But uh, once I received this track from my really good friend, Michelle Templer, um, you know, she, I worked through her before, a bunch of other tracks. She did my Mayday song. Um, she's done my Pure Evil track. I, I have a lot of experience working with her, but this song to me was really special. It was very fun, club banger kind of song. And I just thought it needed that person that was going to give it, you know, kind of like the little sexy push, sexy man voice on it. And I just thought, you know, Rush had everything that I needed for this track, and that's how we went about it. Okay. Okay, and how long did it take you guys to pretty much put this track together? Did you already have the beat in mind? Um, did you already have the lyrics written out? Or did you guys just pretty much come up with the idea along yourself? Basically, uh, Michelle just brought the idea for me. We just sat down in the studio. We wanted to get together and work on a couple of things. She showed me this track, showed me the idea. And, you know, I said, why don't we record it? We do the whole song and, and see where it goes. It was supposed to be a solo track. And then... Um, as we kept on listening to it, we just felt that it needed that male vocal on it. And I just, you know, right away I just thought, you know, David Rush is the one that I need for the song. And, you know, luckily he's such a great friend. And even though he's busy all the time doing his own music thing, he had the time to, you know, just do his vocals. And it, it turned out great, I think. You know, I love it. I have a couple of DJs from, like, house music clubs, you know, that they're down here playing the song. You know, they have their own dance record version and it's amazing to be at you know Nikki Beach or whatever and to be listening to to this song which I thought it was just going to be like a fun record but now I see that a lot of a lot of people are like really enjoying it and they really like it 
Definitely. I, I certainly think that it and it works and it totally works with the dancing that's going on right now. I see that you've also like headed like like geared your talents and your like your your music and stuff towards the like more house and pop and stuff like that. Is that something yeah. that you feel more comfortable doing or is that something that you're just testing out right now because it's what's hot right now? Well, I mean, I started as an R and B pop dance artist and I feel that mm -hmm. you know, it's the whole pop era it, it was big it's always going to stay with us but then again right now what's really big is you know the whole electro house you know dance music song so I just wanted it's kind of like trying to fit in with the cool kids you know I want to mm -hmm. give my fans what they want and they they want to hear a lot of the dance tracks so why not give it to them you know and as long as I stay true to myself like I tell everybody the reason why I say I like to add a little bit of R&B is because I don't like for my songs to be kind of plain, you know, when it comes to vocals and, and all of that. But um, I just thought I just want to give my fans what they want, you know. If it's hot if, and they want the dance electro music, why not do it when I give it to them, you know? Okay. There's so nothing now, for years uh, for them. <laughs> okay. So now let's rewind it back. You mentioned vocals. How did you come about? you know, just even beginning your whole career and how have you trained and how have you pretty much, like, just really have gone above and beyond from when you first started, you know, with your talent vocal-wise and even writing? Well, I I just started out of the blue. I, I love my music. I love singing. Um, I was obsessed with Selena and Celia Cruz when I was little, and I, I lived in Cuba. Uh, I came at, at the age of eight, turning nine. So imagine at a very small age, you know, five and, and all of that, I would perform in the house. Even if people were staring at me or not, I believed that I had an audience at all times. And I think it's just, you know, some people are born with that passion. They love what it is to entertain. And I love that, you know, side of things. Um, once I left Cuba, I was a little kind of, you know, I was heartbroken to leave my grandma, my mom's mother, and which to me was everything. Mm -hmm. She's like the most important thing to me. So I started writing a lot, and I started, I started making poems, and then all of a sudden, I don't know why I would have melodies and start, you know, melodies in my head, start writing certain things, mm -hmm. and I'm like, hmm, this is really weird, an eight-year-old kind of like writing songs, but I knew nothing about it at the age of, 15, I started taking it serious because I met um, one of my dad's good friends, Obado Caballero. He just said, you know, you're a diamond in the rough. You need to get singing lessons, and you're going to be big, you know. You just need to publish yourself, and you have a lot, you know, you have the talent that's needed to do it. You just need to back it up with the drive and hard work that this career deserves. And, you know, as a kid, I just, I love to entertain so I just took it as, okay, cool, he thinks I could sing. So now my dad can't say I'm just being crazy, obnoxious, and loud, singing all over the house all the time. So, um, you know, I started doing little shows here and there. Every time I had a, a school show or a talent show, I would do it. Um, I used to sing at all the baseball games before starting the game, the National Anthem. So basically that was my time to shine, you know, back then. Um, I started ready to take singing lessons full on at the age of 17 just because I mm -hmm. felt like, gosh, you really need, you know, in a career where there's so much talented people around and everybody's so prepared. I need to start getting myself, you know, you know, I need to get myself 
really in shape and when it comes to being amazing vocally wise. So um, my singing coach now is Osvaldo Caballero, the same guy that my best friend and really encouraged me to, you know, be who I am today. And, and I can't say more than I'm so happy that him and my parents have stuck next to me so, you know, over all these years and believed in me so much. That's the reason why Madaya is where she is and why she keeps on going. And do you still remember your first gig, your first performance, or your first talent show? That one time, it was your first time in front of everybody, people that you knew, mm-hmm. people that you didn't know. How did that go for you? How did you feel after that? I felt that my my first show was, I think it was too funny, because you start <laughs> getting nervous, you, you psych yourself out. And I was so nervous, my hands were shaking, you know, once, the little curtains open. It was at, at a school show. Once the curtains opened, it's like everything just changed for me. I went from being this little shy girl that was afraid to, like, miss the lyrics or miss a certain, you know, tune or whatever to just, I don't know. I thought, I don't know who I thought I was. I lost it. I was sending Dion basically at a biggest <laughs> show because I believed that I was, you know, a big deal. But it was, it's funny, and I always look back to that one experience, and I feel that's one of the things that always keeps me grounded as I go and evolve and I get on a better stage or, you know, you are at a better place where there's better sound or whatever it is. You're like, well, you know, I'm 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 growing as an artist and I'm going places, but, you know, you're always remembering to the first time when it was like the first time you have, you know, you had the courage to get in front of everybody. And like you said, people that knew you or didn't, or people that liked you or loved you or hated you. But, you know, when you're an artist, you just love what you got to do. And, and to, for me, that, that's performing and singing. And tell me about your, like, your first big hit in the industry, which was obviously, you know, like really breaking into the Mr. 305 label. How did that turn your career around, and how did that, you know, make you feel as an artist? Well, um, first of all, to me, signing with 305 was a blessing, especially since the fact that I met, you know, Armando Cristian Perez directly, and he was the one that signed me. I feel that it's a blessing that he recognized my talent, and he backed me up, and until this day, we have such a great relationship. He's a, such a hardworking man, and I feel like I, I look up to him, and I feel that if he saw me and saw my talent, that, you know, I just, the only aspiration that I have is to be as great as he is or, you know, to even, you know, to make him happy, to have helped out of my career and to be part of my career, you know, it's, that's what I think is great. But um, I just think it's amazing how, you know, I got to him, uh, a fan of mine, I really, which she's a great friend of mine now, um, her friend, is her name is Jackie. Jackie, I thank her so much because he went into her store, she worked at a music store, that he went in to get a couple of stuff, and um, she just basically was selling me and, and attacking him and saying, you need to beat this girl. This Cuban girl is amazing. She has great vocals. You know, you should help her. And, you know, it was funny that by the end that she spoke so much about me, he gave her her number, you know, his number. He was like, you know, just call me. Um, send me her site. Let me check it out. Let's see. But she thought, you know, this is a big number. She can't be doing this to me. But whatever tried to send my information. She was contacting him for a couple of days, and then she called me out of nowhere saying, um, call this number, 
this is um, Pitbull's number. He really wants to see what, you know, what he could do with you. Maybe get together, have a meeting, and where he could help in your career. You are very talented. You know, to me, it was funny because I'm like, this is so crazy and so surreal. Like, how can a fan get to an artist and then to help another artist? But I think that's great. That's that's so much. That's why I'm always so, I'm like, I'm crazy about my fans. I call them fancies, and I say that they're they're amazing to me because there's so many people that they've been there since day one. I have fans since I had MySpace, and MySpace used to be the cool thing, and they still write to me. And I find that crazy. So the point that a fan could take me to, you know, take my music to people's ears and then I could have a meeting with him, my parents, and start getting things on and popping, like I say, it's, it's just crazy surreal. So, yeah, that's how I got to people's hands. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, God bless your friends. <laughs> and I know you've, heard, you've I've heard the story before, but it's just so, I mean, it's so awesome. And definitely having people that back you up that much, that believe in you so much, that will yes. go through, you know, just go through the loophole of a needle to just get you there. And um, yes. I know I know you're a very humble artist because you, you, you like to collaborate with our local talent down here in South Florida. And you've done several collaborations. And your most current, besides the David Rush one, is the one with Jay Kwan. Tell me about that one with Jay Kwan of This Ain't Love. It's This Ain't Love. It's an 80s track that was done by the, let me see if I got the Diaz Brothers. Hugo from the Diaz mm-hmm. Brothers. I, I didn't want to say the wrong name. Um, they were thinking of remaking the track for Jay Kwan, and they were looking for a girl the whole time, you know, to to remake this song come alive, like Jay likes to say. And um, I, I just went into the studio. I was doing a writing session, and um, Jay's manager just walks in. She's like, hi, Madonna, nice to meet you. Um, we would like to speak to you. You know, it's funny how things just come out of nowhere, you know. And he showed me the track. He was like, oh, we would really need you to jump on this track. If if you like it, you know, you have the great voice for it. We we would love to have your your, your tone of voice would go perfect for this. I was leaving out of town, so I had no choice but to record it that same night. So everything mm-hmm. was done very, very fast. It was like, okay, nice to meet you, you know, officially. Okay, great, okay. Oh, let's jump into this. Okay, I'll record. Oh, okay. So after, I wanted to just write a song and then recording another song and finishing two tracks that was all that night. Um, so I'm just, you know, to me that's a good night when you go to the studio. It's a very productive night. You go in and you get things done. So that was, um, it's an exciting project. I think it's really cool. And um, now we're going to be performing the song this weekend at um, Orgullo Festival at the beach. Mm-hmm. Um and also, we're going to be doing November 7th, which is the Freestyle Awards. DJ Lass is going to be there hosting the show and everything. And um, basically, this is going to be a really fun experience to keep on letting everybody know about Madai and now about the song with Jay. And, you know, like you said, I love working with different artists just because that's how you learn about the, the recording process, the writing process, you know, producing. Everybody has their own little style. And... It's always good to kind of like go with the flow and kind of see how people do their things. And it's easier for you to get in a studio and you work faster once you get to know how people are and how different they all work. So I just think working with different artists is just, 
it showed me so much, and, you know, it's always such a great experience. And it definitely shows how versatile you can be as an artist because, I mean, you've done tracks from DJs like DJ Smiley to, like, things like this, you know, on Falling For You and Blame It On The Music and things and all other things that you've, you know, been featured in and so forth. So it definitely shows how versatile you are. And are you by any chance thinking of coming out with a with an album or anything that's just all about my life? Well, as of now, that's what I'm working on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As of now, that's what I'm working on. I've been doing projects here and there with different artists just because mm-hmm. it's good for, like you said, for other people to see how versatile I could be. And it's also great to kind of, you know, let other people that have never heard Madai, but they, they've heard this other artist or so on. So it's kind of like I'm getting my name out there through working with these people and letting people know that I'm not just so, you know, one genre kind of girl. Um, but I am right now working on my solo album, which is going to be All My Um, It's taking a little longer just because I've had so many different projects on the works with, like, different artists. And mm-hmm. I am very, very picky. So just going back and picking the songs that we think are good, I always end up feeling like, oh, no, 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 this song is not good enough. It's not a hit. You know, you can't just put anything out there. I'm I'm here to give my fans the best of me, so that's why my first, you know, album has taken so long because I feel like I could do so much better. And I start working on songs, and I'm like, this is good, but it could be, it could be better. It could be better. It could be better. So maybe my my whole Virgo, since I'm a Virgo, my <laughs> whole perfectionist issue might be coming in the way. But I just feel at the end of the the, the day is just gonna pay off in a good way, you know? Of course. And um, I know currently you're doing a lot of events down here in Florida and so forth. Um, have you tried or are you currently planning on doing any performances elsewhere out of the state well, or right um, now you're just saying? I've mm-hmm. had some offers to go to Las Vegas and I think it was Atlanta for the upcoming mm-hmm. month. So, you know, I'm always, as long as, you know, they want to book me, I'm going to go and perform because, like I say, I always feel like Madai, Madai just wants to get the word out and for people to know who Madai is. So I'm ready to put on a show. Just call me. We'll arrange it. We'll do this. <laughs> and with that being said, I know you want to hit your 5,000 mark on Twitter, so everybody must follow Madai World on Twitter. Yes, I had I had a really crazy situation. I had officially Madai, and then I got mm-hmm. hacked. <laughs> and then we tried to bring up, you know, the fans back up yeah. because they were deleting the fans. And mm-hmm. then once I got a hold of, the, you know, my officially Madai, they kind of locked me out, deleted me, changed my email and everything. So now I had no, no control of it. I got Madai World, and then all of a sudden, you know, they hacked me again, so I'm like, what's going on? You know, somebody has uh, <laughs> something against yeah. me, but I guess it's good. Somebody must be really interesting. Like, uh, behind all of this, somebody must be like, Madai, I'm out to get you. But that means, I guess it's good, you know. They hate you, they love you, whatever. It is what it is. So right now, I just told my, my fans, they've been asking me to do a tweet cam. So I said, mm-hmm. why not? Once we reach the 5K again. We'll do a tweet cam, so that's what it is, at MadaiWorld.com. 
perfect. That sounds great. I mean, girl, you don't even need anybody no help writing your own advertisement. You got it all. It just all in one breath. <laughs> you know. So people, I know people can find you on MyDieWorld.com. People can follow you on Instagram and Twitter at MyDieWorld. Is there anywhere else where people can check out your music and so forth? Well, in SoundCloud, they can go to SoundCloud and just put Madai. My page will come, like, it's just going to show up. You go to YouTube, you put Madai World. I try to make everything easy, so I just make it one. So mm-hmm. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud. Um, I can't think of anything else right now, but it's all at Madai World. So, you know, <laughs> And, and are you planning to release any videos soon? Any music videos? Well, um, right now I'm on the works. I'm doing a couple of things of you know, on the side with acting and all of that. So I'm uh-huh. kind of trying to get it's it's a little crazy of schedule. So we have acting, we have the creating of the album, and then we uh-huh. have a little of trying to put somewhat of a EP video together for the fans, but um, you know, that's what I have uh, right now in plan. Like, so much. Like like you said, my mom is the one helping me right now, um, doing all my managing and, and all that. And I find it funny because we're like a team. We're always, you know, we sit down at night and we're like, what are we going to do next? What What's going to be our goal? Da, 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 da. But, um, you know, with so many things on the works and so many things in the brain that we just have to kind of plan it out in order for everything to not be rushed one on top of the other. But there will be videos up soon, so the fans need awesome. to be paying attention. <laughs> well, I definitely, with all that busy schedule, I definitely appreciate your time, you know, and taking your half an hour or whatever, you know, for to talk to me and for your fans to hear what's going on with you and things like that. I definitely appreciate that in your humbleness because you don't understand how many, how many people have reached out. And honestly, they're not even as big as you. And they'll be like, well, I'm too busy. And I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> so I definitely appreciate your time, sweetie. Thank you and your no, mom. Thank you so much. Oh, thank okay. you. No, I, I appreciate all the love. And like I said, when I first met you, you were a sweetheart. So once, you know, my mom saw the email and, and she's like, oh, do you know da 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 da? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I met her because of Smiley. So you know, when you know, when you meet somebody and you think they're they're good people, I guess that's just gonna you're not gonna question if you're gonna do something or not, you know. So that was the definitely, <laughs> definitely. So once again, so thank you so much for your time, everybody. Make sure to check out Madai at MadaiWorld.com. I'm pretty sure you get all of her info there, you know, and just keep up with her and listen to her brand new singles and. So you say you're going to be performing at a Guyo Festival, correct, this weekend, and then on November 2nd. All right. And then November 2nd, I have another yes. All righty. Thank you so much, sweetie. Have a good day. You too. Kisses. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Right now, I'm going to play Marai's latest single, If This Ain't Love.
Girl, tell me, girl. 